You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives Podcast, where we are changing lives with the Word of God. It's a takeover. I am Charity Wright, and I am so, so excited about today's episode. I mean, I'm excited about all of the episodes, but specifically today, we're going to talk about going through your process, trusting the process that God has for you so that you can truly, 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 completely be free from whatever it is that you're dealing with. So let's just get right into it. We are talking about true freedom. So I want you to think about yourself. Make this personal. What is it that you're dealing with that you really need true freedom from? Um, Is it trust issues? Do you know that you have trust issues with people? Is it that you have confidence issues? Do you realize that, hey, I'm not very confident. I deal with this over and over again. I've dealt with this for a long time. What about people pleasing? Is that you? What about anxiety or depression? Different things like that. There's so many things that we can go into, but I want you to think about what is that thing that you really need freedom from? Okay. All right. So no matter how little it may seem, because when we say things like trust issues with people or people pleasing These are very normal things that people deal with on a day-to-day basis. Confidence issues. I've never had high self-esteem. That's a normal thing that men and women deal with. But no matter how little it may seem, you always want to make sure that you put God's perfect will. That should be the main goal. God's perfect will for your life. And God's perfect will is not that for you to be unconfident. It's not for you to be a people pleaser. It's for you to be confident in yourself. And there's many things that God wants us to have through his perfect will. And so w- whenever you look at your life, you feel like, uh, that's that's just a little thing. That's something in the back of my mind that I've always dealt with. Is it God's perfect will for your life? And if it's not, then trust the process and it's time to go through it, okay? All right. So I love David because he often talks about your soul and being perfected. So in Psalms 138.8, you know I was going to pull out some scriptures because this is Change Your Lives podcast. In the New King James Version, it says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Okay, so basically he's saying anything that concerns me, God is working on that to perfect it. Don't you just love that? And then he also says, that God, your mercy endures forever. So forsake not the work of your hands. He means you can work on me. You can perfect me. So let that be your scripture for this time. God, you can work on me and you can perfect anything that concerns me, anything that bothers me, anything that's in the back of my mind. God wants to perfect that. So how many times have you tried to get free or get better? Has it been that you've gone to the altar multiple multiple times about the same thing? Have you prayed about it over and over again? Have you just kind of given up on it? Well, maybe this is just kind of how it's going to be. All right. So Matthew 12, 43, Jesus explains this really, 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 really well. He talks about how sometimes we can go to get free from something, but he talks about how it can come back. And so I love how he explains this. And I'm also going to keep reading out the New King James Version. So Matthew 12, 43, it says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. So basically the man got free and then he goes out and he realized this is different from what I'm used to. And so verse 44 says, then he says, I will return to my house from where I came. So he's going right back to where he was. 
And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and they dwell there. And the last day of that man is worse than the first. And so Jesus is basically saying the man, he went back to where he was. And somehow there are seven other spirits more wicked than himself waiting for him. And that's how we can get back in our traps because we're not going through the process. We get free, we hear the word of God, but if we're not sticking with the process, and I, I like to often say it like this. So if you have a wall in front of you and you wanna knock the wall down, if you hit it three times, even though it's you have the right pressure, you're hitting it as hard as you can, it may not come down then, even though you're doing the right thing. But if you keep hitting that wall, it'll eventually fall for good. It's not coming back up, okay? So that's what you have to keep in mind when it's going through your process that God has for you. Sometimes you may have to say a scripture 20 times, 30 times for, for I don't know how long, but this is how God helps us to make sure that we are trusting the process and that we're continuing to go for it and not go back like this man, all right? So let's continue. Have you settled with something that's not God's will? because you don't know how to be free. So sometimes it's not that you have went and you tried over and over to get free. It's more so like, I have no idea what to do so that I can be free from this. Okay, so Christians, one like something that's really been on my heart lately is that Christians can sometimes make things to be their testimony, but if it's not the perfect will of God, it is not a testimony. So that's how we can hear about how Christians are opening up about anxiety and depression. That is a real thing that we deal with, but sometimes it's not balanced with hope and you coming out of it. So that means it's not a testimony. It's you sharing what you're going through. And so we often hear, and I've, I've heard it over and over again, I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm a Christian who just lives with depression. That is not the perfect will of God, especially not when you read Philippians 4, 6 that tells us to be anxious for nothing. So you can't say I'm a Christian who I, I just deal with anxiety. No, there is, that is not God's perfect will. And there is a way to get out of that. I absolutely believe that because the word of God says it over and over and over again. Or sometimes we hear about um, Christians who have claimed to be homosexuals. God loves me the way they am. And he does. He loves us wherever we are. But is it God's perfect will? Is that God's perfect will? And so when we read in the word of God, and I know that many people use the argument of homosexuality, it's only in the Old Testament, that's false. Um, it's most definitely in the New, New Testament. So I wanna kind of read a little bit. Um, I have quite a few passages up here, so I'm only gonna read a little bit from Rom Romans 1, 26 through 27. We know that Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament and he was very clear against homosexuality and things like that. We know that in the Old Testament, we hear about Sodom and Gomorrah. We hear about sodomy and things like that. And we know that it is wicked according to the word of God. And so in Romans 1, 26 through 27, it says, For this cause God gave them up vile affections, for even their woman did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And he's talking about Sodom as well. And likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. So he's talking about how men were with men and women were with women. And then men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error, which was met. And so this is um, 
the King James Version as well. So basically, Paul is saying that there is consequences for them leaving their original plan, the perfect will of God, of a man being with a woman. And it's talking about how when a woman is with a woman and a man is with a man, how it's not God's original plan. And so as we keep reading, I'm not going to read all of this of Romans 1, 26 through 27, because Paul gets real deep into this. And he says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to those things which are not convenient. And it talks about how they were being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, fornication, wickedness, covetedness, and it's talking about all other sins as well. And so it's talking about how that is not the perfect will of God. But how many times have we heard Christians say, I've tried to be free from this, but this is just a part of who I am. Not just with homosexuality, but many other things that we may face that can seem to be little things, but it's not the perfect will of God. Also, um, just as a preference, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 and 1 Timothy 1 through 10, um, 1, 9 through 10 also explains very well um, just um, how homosexuality is not the perfect will of God. And so another question that I have, have you settled with something that is not God's will? Because maybe you don't want to be free. Like I just said, you may be like, this is just a part of who I am. This is just how I am. Okay. How about you like the attention that you're getting? You like the attention that comes with being a certain way or not being well or whole. Or maybe you are ashamed for people to know. So you just deal with it and act like it's not there. Okay, these are different things that can block us from being in the perfect will of God. And so to give a personal testimony of mine, a few years back, I felt God was grieved and hurt by me. And so I said, God, like, I felt like God was sad. And he began to tell me that, why is it that when I tell you that I'm pleased, that you don't listen to me, that you don't believe that? Why is it that when I tell you how how much I love you cannot receive that. And I felt God grieved by that and that it hurt him because he wanted me to be free from that. And I made the decision that, okay, Lord, I want what you want for my life, the perfect will of God to be free, to not be a people pleaser, to understand what it really means to receive the love of God. And so I said, God, I want to go through this process before I can even remember. I've been a people pleaser. I've been like that for years. Um, I've always felt like I, I was striving to receive the love of God. I felt like this for years. And I know that I've heard sermons that inspired me. And I said, I'm going to learn how to receive the word of God. I've had people pray over me. I had people pray for me, but something was not working. I said, God, I believe that if you want something that you've never had before, you have to do something that you've never done before. And with that, that is going through the process and trusting that process. And so that's what I did. And God laid out things for me. He gave me a list of instructions. And that's what I did. I endured my process so that I can truly, completely be free in that. And so that's a process that I'm going to share with you all. I have five steps that really, really works for me. And I'm gonna line it up with scriptures to show you how you can be free and really do your process. Just know that each person is different. Your process is gonna look way different from mine. It's gonna look way different from someone else, but it's important that you are willing to go through the process. No matter what it takes, be willing to go through the process so that you can be completely free because that's what God wants for his perfect will for your life. So step number one is recognizing the issue. And so 
for some people, you may already know what it is. Um, for some, you may not know what it is. And so it's important that you need to recognize that it's an issue to begin with. Because sometimes we get so comfortable with things and it's not the perfect will of God and we just we just love it almost. <laughs> and so we don't want to make anything our idols. So sometimes it could be where it's you're so caught up in yourself that you're not seeing what God wants for your life. And so we can't be like that. So recognize the issue first. And so get over the denial and be real with yourself. No, I definitely have an issue with this. Sometimes we can downplay it, but no matter how little, we want God's perfect will in our life. Is that right? Definitely so. So you definitely may already know what it is. And so make sure that you know that it's not a part of who you are. So the second step is making the decision that you're going to be free. And so it doesn't matter how long you've dealt with something, you can still be free. And one thing I love, I love, love, love this story about the woman of the issue of blood. And I'm not going to go there, but you can find that in Luke 8, 43 through 48. The woman with the issue of blood, I know many of us know this story. She had the issue of blood for 12 years. And when you read the passage, you find that not only did she have this issue for 12 years, it grew worse in that span of 12 years. But there was one day where she touched the hem of Jesus's garment and she was made whole. I find that sometimes many of us would have given up and we would have said, this is just how it's going to be. This is just how it is. Um, a lot of people that commit suicide, that's they, they, they've given up on their process of how God wants to heal them and set them free. We cannot give up. We have to understand and know that God is in the business of restoring, of setting us free. That's exactly what he, what he does. And so we have to trust the process and trust God's word that he's not lying when he tells us that we can be free and be whole and have that abundant life that he says for us. And so the woman with the issue of blood was made free after 12 years of dealing with the same issue. And so one thing I love about God is the definition of restoring, of restoration. We know that when Jesus died on the cross um, and he came back three days, all power in his hands, he gave us full restoration. And that's what salvation is. And salvation is that God brings things back to its original condition as if what you went through or how things were or how you felt or things like that is as if it never happened. You're better than than where you started off. That's exactly what God does. He restores us to our original condition, how he made us in the perfect will of God. And so I've heard co-pastor say, she said that God will make it like it never was. And I truly believe that for you, but you have to believe that in yourself and trust the process that God will make it like it never was. All right, so let's move on to point three. Point three is soul soaking. This is something that really helped me and my process of overcoming the people pleasing and learning how to receive God's love is that sometimes, and what I didn't realize is that we have some things that can be very deeply rooted in us. And sometimes we don't really know exactly where it comes from. We know that, hey, I've been a people pleaser. I, I can admit that, but I don't know where it came from. And so you have to allow the Lord to kind of unpack things because sometimes let's say you have a backpack and you put certain things in there um, or you have a purse. I don't know about you all, but my purse can tend to be kind of junky, which I like to keep them kind of small. But I recently just started bringing, um, having backpacks and taking those some places. And sometimes I look in that backpack and I'm just like, I did not even know that was in there 
because that was from a few months ago. That's the same way with some things that we deal with. We we didn't even know what was in there. So you have to allow the Lord to unpack things and show you you and just open up to the Father. And so that comes with soul soaking. And so once again, David understood a lot about his soul. And so pretty much in Psalms, it's a lot ups and downs, but he really explains how to be free in your soul. And so Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And then it also says in Psalms 139, 23 through 24, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So this place is basically saying, God, search me. I don't even know what's in there that may not be of you, but search me and show me exactly what that is so that I can get it out. And sometimes it may be something that somebody said years ago that that caused that hurt, that caused you to be a certain way. God will help you unpack that and to heal from that. I believe that God, once again, is a restorer. And so he's gonna heal you from those things that you were hurt from so that you can overcome this and truly be free. One testimony that I was um, hearing about is, um, man, he became a transvestite. And so he changed his parts and everything like that. And he thought that he was a woman um, that God made him to be a woman. And so in the testimony, um, he looks like a man again, uh, beard, deep voice and everything. And I'm just like, wow. Um, but he said that he asked God to show him how he got there. And he says that it went back to when he was five or six years old and his mother was putting him to bed. And we all know how boys can be a little uh, energetic. And she said, I wish I would have had a girl. And so that's how the Lord showed him certain things in himself when he recognized that this is not the perfect will of God. And so sometimes, once again, we don't know, we got to soak. And so just like if you're really sore at working out or doing a sport or whatever, they tell you to get in a nice bath, to soak, to help get that soreness off of you. And that's the same thing you want to do in the presence of God is just soak in his presence and allow him to heal you and work on you and just receive the love of God. So a lot of that has to do with reading the word of God, meditating, worshiping, and praying before God and taking that extra time. When you know that you're dealing with something and when you're overcoming something, you need to make that sacrifice to have that extra time to soak in God's presence so that you can be completely free, all right? And then the next thing is following God's divine instructions. We gotta do that, we gotta do that. All right, and so, I love this verse. Proverbs 16, 20 says, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. So we're talking about trust in the process. All right. And so going through those divine instructions, trust God and his instructions. So my personal example is, remember I told you that God gave me a whole list of things that I had to do. Those were divine instructions for my freedom. And so part of that, he said, get off of social media. I was off social media for like seven or eight months working on myself. Um, God said, okay, you need to, you need to take some stuff off your calendar. So aside from work, I, w I was at home. I didn't do anything else. I didn't go out with friends or anything like that. Matter of fact, I was dating my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend. He was coming to our house. Um, we weren't really going out on much dates or anything because he knew that I was in the process of healing um, and doing God's divine instructions for my life. And so through that season, I saw the Lord 
do so much in my life to transform me just by following his divine instructions. Part of it was God said, you need to let go of certain relationships, certain friendships. I'm going to show you how to navigate that. He said, I'm going to show you how to work through that. And those divine instructions helped me to become truly free from what I was dealing with. So make sure that you follow those divine instructions. And the last thing is know that you can't lose. Sometimes I pray for the courage to face what you are dealing with to really go through this process of freedom. Because sometimes we feel that I've been through this before. How is this different? I don't know how it's going to work. Am I truly going to be free from this? Sometimes the enemy brings discouragement. But let me tell you that you can't lose. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. You have the Holy Spirit. So in John 16, 13, it says, How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come and he will glorify me. And this is Jesus talking. So he will glorify Jesus for he shall receive of mine, which means he will receive of Jesus and show it unto us. That is absolutely awesome. So you have the Holy Spirit that Jesus left here for us to comfort us, to show us things, to show us truth so that we're not receiving the lie so we can get our freedom. And you have angels concerning you to help you to do the will of God. So in Matthew 4, 11, King James Version says, then the devil leaveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And so we all know how Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was saying, God, not my will, but yours be done. And so the devil was tempting him, try to get him out of this divine plan that we're benefiting from today. And the angels came and ministered unto him, as it says in Matthew 4, 11. So our angels do many things, but I'm specifically talking about the ministering angels, okay? And then you have Jesus interceding for you. How can you lose when you have Jesus interceding for you? So Romans 8, 34, it says, who is he that condemneth? Is it Christ that died? He said, yeah, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. You have Jesus interceding on the right hand of the Father for you, for your freedom, for your deliverance. And lastly, you have the full armor of God. Just put it on. You have the full armor of God. So we talk about, and Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 talks about the full armor of God. He talks about the shoes of peace, the weapon of salvation, the helmet of salvation. It talks about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You have all these things so that you can actually get through this process and you're going to be free on the outside. All right. As we end and as we close this episode, I'm going to just pray over you because I know the enemy has been trying you and telling you you're always going to be like this. I'm praying for courage. So Father, we thank you, Lord, for what we have received today about trusting the process that you have for us so that we can have true freedom. I pray against discouragement. I know that sometimes we feel that, hey, am I going to let God down again? I might as well not even go through the process. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have opened up your word to us today and reminded us that you are with us in this process, that you have given us the tools that we need to truly overcome at this time. So we thank you, Father, for courage, for strength, and thank you for your love and arms that embraces us. The merciful Father, thank you, Lord, for that, that no matter how many times we have fallen, we can get right back up. And so I thank you, God, that you are assuring this freedom and those that are listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching. And for those of you who are on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe. Click that subscribe button. Click that notification bell. You don't want to miss another episode. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. 
Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org. And follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.